The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Horror Hotel, a PoppyChuloRadio.com and Apple Podcasts exclusive Poppy Chulo Radio pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we are going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-host, Night Manager Legionnaire. Greetings, greetings. Concierge Supervisor, <coughs> Cynthia Boyede. It's waiting for me, evil. Ooh. Night Auditor, Mark Estes. I tried to tell you, keep your feelings in check. What? You did. <laughs> and guest services supervisor, Donovan Trot. Cash tips only. I don't think that's a line from the movie. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's just the way I live my life. I like it. Before we head on over to the ballroom, let's stop by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. <laughs> I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash P C R Horror Hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit panpichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at panpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe com slash radio Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at panpichuloradio.com Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel.
and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 1963's The Haunting. Here's the official synopsis of the film. A scientist doing research on the paranormal invites two women to a haunted mansion. One of the participants soon starts losing her mind. Alright, so y'all know what I'm going to ask you. Who has seen this movie? Who has never seen this movie before? Let's get into it. So let's start off with you, Donovan. So, actually, this was my first time seeing The Haunting. I did see the 1999 remake a couple of times, but this was my first time seeing the 1963 version. Ooh. Cynthia? First time seeing the movie. Legionnaire? Um, I have not seen either version. Ooh. Ooh. I'm working. Yes. Uh-huh. Mark? Same as Donovan. I saw the, uh, the Liam Nielsen and Captain Zeta Jones first. Jones version first. Then I saw this. And this is my first time seeing this. Okay. And I have seen the 1999 remake, but I had never seen the original. So this is my first time seeing the original. And after seeing the 1999 remake, I mean, it was nothing like the original. So it's just like the same character names. It's Hill House. But other than that, it really is like very different, which I liked because, um, yeah, and I guess we'll get into all of that right now. So uh, I always like to start off by talking about the cast and the characters and uh, I mean, might as well pull the bandaid off and, and talk about sort of uh, the character that uh Sort of is the lead, yeah. Eleanor Nell Lance, played by Julie Harris. What do we think of Nell, Mark? A mess. Oh. Oh, my God. When do we begin, Donovan? <laughs> you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> do I get to go first? Okay. Go. <laughs> so, first moment I saw Eleanor. I'm not even going to call her Nell, because there's no affection here. Um... She was shrill, which is not a word I usually like to associate with females, but she really earned it. She was whiny. She was passive aggressive. She's gone through a lot. I mean, people were throwing rocks at her house. Hold on. A lot of us have had to take care of family members, myself included. Did you have Um, rocks fall on your house? Did what? For 11 years? No, I think Let's the rocks stop, were only three years. Her craziness. Stop excusing yeah. her craziness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Even when you said mm-hmm. she's driven crazy, she was crazy when the movie started. Like she was off, like immediately. Oh, poor Nell. Now, I would say this, Donovan. I would say this because when I first met Eleanor, aka Nell, when she first see her, because I read you met her at Starbucks. Book. No, mm-hmm. I'm talking about you know you know I was in her. In her family room, our first thing I was like, okay, how are you going to sit there and let your little sister talk to you like that? Okay. Because 
she with her daughter and her, not only was it her sister her sister's husband and her five-year-old niece were dragging her that was a they were all going in dragging. and you i was like the girl. that's why i said that the niece was getting her too i'm like no i would have set all the asses out because i felt for her then i said she needs to get out that house because this woman talking about something well i can't give you my car bitch that's half my damn car my my name's on at least two don't don't play so when she finally got the Hill House, and got Hill House, and got to talking to Theodore and all them other people, but then she started doing really the most. The most she was doing, she was with the she was with the shit. I think my sister said she's with the shit because people trying to calm her down, and then they'll say something. She'll snap at them, and then they'll go after her like, "Oh, nail, no, you just snapped at me. I'm trying to help you out. No, you go over there, you suck, and you sit down, you calm down." And get your tone right before you come to my face again. Because if I sit there, I'm going to really hurt your damn feelings. Because I was like, you are doing the utmost. We are all in this together. And we're sitting there trying to tell you, calm down, all this. And you're just going off. Oh, you're a despicable person. You're evil. Who? I don't know her. I don't know her. From this point on, you just spent a night with Nail. No, oh, that bitch wow. can be in the room by her damn self. Because she was doing the most. She was the... All right. So, all right. <laughs> I'll give her a pass at the whole so during her drive which we got it very interesting and it's also interesting that this movie came out three years after Psycho because we talked about that scene with um, Marion driving and you're hearing her thoughts we got a scene just like that in this movie which we got a lot of Nell's thoughts throughout the movie yeah and this one was not as effective and I think partially because the character's thoughts were so scattershot. Like, she was thinking about how great it feels to be free out from under her family, which I get, but then she goes into this whole, like, this must be what homeless people feel like. Bitch, homeless people don't mm-hmm. drive around in cars. Like, what are you talking about? Like, But what about know? when Mr. Dudley was mean to her? Who? Huh? Mr. No. Dudley. Exactly. No, that, I mean, that's all right, so right. <laughs> I get that part. On that part, uh, even then, she was being really sort of a great, like the point where he's going to open the fence and she just sort of floors it and damn near runs him down. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, why is she acting like this? Like, mm-hmm. it, it just so, so much anger built up. Because here's my thing, Donovan, because yeah. I see where he's coming from. All that anger she was throwing at everybody else in the house. Why were you not slaying it at your sister and her family? Because they would have got all of it. <laughs> that was misplaced anger. And I'm like, look, Theodora was a good one. Because I know why this girl was being easy on her. I love her to death, too. That's but Theodora was being easy on her for a reason that I want to get into later. What? Okay, we'll get into Theodora in a moment. But y'all just went in on Nell. So I got to give Nell's friends a chance to, like, back her up. So, Cynthia, go ahead. What are your thoughts on Nell? First of all, Theo was not being nice at all to her. She was being shady. Like, you know those bullies in school that are like, oh, I'm your friend, but I'm going to throw you under the bus at every moment and tease you because I know that's your weak point. That was that T.O. girl, and she needed to go. Like, I wanted Nell and the house and everything in it to kill her, like, the first Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Really? Wow. (laughs) We'll get into Theo in a moment because we all have, I think, opinions on Theo. 
But let's mm. go to Nell. Nell yes. was so sweet. I felt sorry for her. Like, you can see that with her thoughts, I know someone thinks it's dis- disjointed, but then you kind of get to see what's going on with her. Like, you get to see what kind of a person she is. Like, having such horrible thoughts or weak thoughts. Like, she's like, oh, I'm cold, but she's covering Tiawa up. And she's just that person who's been so used to taking care of everyone else before herself. And that's what I got with, like, when you get to hear her thoughts and things like that. Yeah, she's crazy. No one's disputing that. (laughs) No. But it's like, she's such a good person. And I wish, like, all the horrible things in her life didn't happen to her. But they did. And I don't know. I just felt sympathy for her. She's like a broken person who exactly. has such redeeming qualities. That's exactly what I thought. I, I thought, yes, I mean, there's no denying that she has issues, but she's just, I think the, the you know, the, the, having the having the ability to hear her thoughts just emphasize how broken she was. I mean, because mm-hmm. she, she just, she was. She was really a broken person, and you know, and yes, her her anger was misplaced, but she couldn't she couldn't get it out and express it where she was, and obviously she should have. But you know, this that was just in character. She had to she had this opportunity to let all that shit out, as, as as fucked up as it was, how she released it. That's that's what she was doing, and and she was just kind of sad, and and I don't know, she was sad and worthy of pity for me. Yeah. If y'all could just see my face right now. Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> I mean, what I heard. Well, I've, I've seen your face, so I know what that face is already, Mark. What I just heard <laughs> from both of them was, "Yeah, she's crazy," but I felt sorry for her. That's what I. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm... I, I I can give you that because that I did feel sorry for her because she was crazy. But I mean, she was she was she's the victim of the forces around her. I mean, I'm not saying that she, it was that what she did and how she acted was okay, but I mean, she was not a bad person. I, I, I don't mean, think I don't that think she was a bad person. I don't she think she was. Yeah, she would. Yeah, that's my thing. It was like I'm with y'all, honestly, because her home life sucked. That one scene, I want to slap all three of them folks. I want to slap her <laughs> sister, her sister's husband, and the little Carrie boy. was right. a bitch. Yes. 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 Because I was like, how are you going to And little Dora, you can explore your ass someplace else. Please. I'm like, why are you in the. I didn't have to come to find out that was the living room. Y'all going to put her in the living room for real? No, oh, I love when she was like, y'all get your asses out of my bedroom because. Yeah. No, no, she said, get out. Get out. And her sister's like, how dare you talk to like, how dare you it's talk to my, house. my house? She said, but this is my room. I pay just as much rent here as pop. I said, read them out. How is she paying the same <laughs> rent as three other people? Oh, That's what time. I was wondering. Like, That's where are you getting like... this money from? Because she ain't have a job. Oh, yeah, okay. she did not have a job. Maybe it's the inheritance. <laughs> and I'm thinking that inheritance, her sister sitting there knitting like, yeah, I got the money, and You're not getting none of it. I'm thinking like, yeah, that's why, see, I was with her up until when she got to the house, and then she just started like snapping at everybody around her. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm gonna kick your ass. Oh I mean, my gosh. Like, uh, <laughs> I'll say, I'm in the middle between like the, the factions of the podcast. <laughs> I'm sort of in the middle because I I felt bad for her in the beginning, but then I just I got a little bit annoyed with her like about halfway through the movie. Um 
the the inner monologue just got a bit too much for me. She had to she needed to speak up. Like I understand you're talking to yourself in your brain, but like you need to speak up a little bit because you were whispering too much, Nell. Yeah, but uh, there was like I did feel bad for her in the beginning, but she was also kind of all over the place. But I immediately knew when I saw her in the beginning, I was like, she's gonna die because like there's no way this woman is gonna live. <laughs> No way. So, okay, let's talk about Theodora Theo, played by Claire Bloom. Les- let's be honest. Let's be honest. With Theodora. Right. I mean, she's right. the heroine of the film, to be honest. Yeah, what? Excuse you? No? <laughs> what? Right. Let's be honest with uh, Theodora. She was clearly homosexual. Yes. She yes. was clearly... <laughs> And that's why she was low key and didn't go all in on Nell. No, she, she wanted to, she wanted you know, to eat her pussy. Right. She so wanted. She wanted to scissor. Yes. Right. Oh my god. If she yes. had got her to calm down enough, she would have gotten her panties. She would have. <laughs> she would have. She would have because I said she all have. Them, But all she them. but she was like dealing with all that. It's like, oh girl, you know what? I can't fuck with you because you crazy. Because I just got her a crazy relationship, and I don't need right. now too. So I don't think so. Right. You go right ahead. And no, she was like, if I start messing with you, the ghosts are going to come after me. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, him. okay, so we hopped, skipped, and jumped over the real MVP of the first half of this movie, who was Mrs. Dudley. Oh, we, we haven't gotten to her. Yes. We'll talk about, we'll talk about her. <laughs> no, we'll talk about her in a moment. Yeah. Yes. Why are you trying to step on Theodora's time? I'm trying right. to step on Theodora's time, but Mrs. Dudley... Reclaiming her time. Reclaiming her time. Theodora's reclaiming her time. I can see her actually doing that. Reclaiming my time. Because Theodora would, like, all up get into Nell's personal space. Like There was that one point where I thought she was going to pull her in for a kiss. I did, too. Yeah. I did, too. Because I remember when the... When the 1999 version came out, they mentioned that Captain Zeta Jones' character was bisexual or something. I think yeah. she actually said it in the movie. Yes. And then, um, because I noticed in the original movie, I, I went and did some research on it, like, they kept it very subtle. Like, when Nell asked her, so are you married? She said, um, no. And she said, like, but she, she said it in such a way where it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, your family, your sister, you know, so I was yeah. like, no, but they kept it subtle. They said just as long as she didn't touch Nay. I was reading up when they said the the studio said, No, we know you can keep it in there, it could be implied, but you cannot have her touch nail at all. And I'm like, But they were she was clutching each other in the bed together. I thought they were gonna do something there too, because why that I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Maybe that's why Nell moved to the couch. Oh my gosh, because Theodore was trying to finger bang her. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Yeah, no. Yeah, go grab her by the pussy. Grab her. <laughs> oh, geez. But Theodora as a whole, I just like the fact that she but see, to go back to the whole nail thing, she would just call a nail out on her shit. That's all there was. And so right. she called everybody out on their shit. She didn't let nobody in that house slide because she had the power mm-hmm. of um preconniction, right? Precondition. Yes. Yeah. 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 She had this, so she's like, "Y'all can't play this with me." Like, even when they're playing cards, she's like, "Look, don't even play me like that." Like, son, give me my money. And so she she was. was, 
she was like just so awesome you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day she still cared for nail and that's why i had issues with nail from day one when she when they first met because theodore took a liking to her really as a friend because mm-hmm. she could clearly really? read her and say i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being dead serious right now because she really could mm-hmm. read her and say that your life has been horrible your family life, you know, you telling me all this stuff and I know differently. So she said to say, okay, she is very, very um, fragile and fractured. And I'm not going to just go all the way with it. But she kept prodding. I don't know just to get the reaction out of her. But I don't know. It's just, it irks me. Because every time she would sit there and say something to her, she would just blow a gasket. I mean, like, she would go from zero to infinity real quick. And then oh so when she sat there and did that last <laughs> argument, when she did that last outburst and then John was like go after her and she I'm like first and foremost don't you put your damn hands on me you're not paying me enough second of all that bitch can go and sulk I don't give a damn I did everything in my power to make sure that I ain't sit there and become comfortable in this house I've done my part <laughs> sir and because I mean because I, I, I don't know I just that's the reason why I had an issue with Nell because she was really going off on Theo and I forgot the other guy's name um Luke Luke, she's going off on them, and then, but she was like, "But John, John, you're just so wonderful." Oh God! And then Theo was like, "When the when that twist at the end of the movie happened, she was like, I told you to keep your feelings in check because <laughs> he'd have told you once what time it was.' But no, you want to keep going on. But okay, I'm gonna sit back here and drink, sip this tea while you sit there and look stupid. But that's just my oh opinion. wow. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. <laughs> Theo has gotten a lot of love, but I I sense a darkness in the force, <laughs> and it's coming from Cynthia. Yes, I just mm. didn't like her at all. Like, yeah, you say you have like I how what's the thing she has that she can feel people lesbian? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that too. She can feel their what? Like your energy and stuff, and she can see stuff. She's kind of clairvoyant. Yes, that's the word. And you can see things. Like, so you would think that she would adjust the way she treats Nell based on what she can see. Like, you can see this is a clearly broken person. Teasing someone like that isn't the best thing. And she's like, oh, um, I believe you didn't kill your mother or something like that. If you can really see stuff. No, I I believe you. You weren't sad when she died. Yeah, and I'm just like, why would you say such a thing? Like, if she wasn't so horrible to Nell, I would love her because she's such a strong female character. But Nell was asking for it at least half the time. Yes, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) What? No. 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 Where she wrapped that car around. Yeah. No. But like even like with the writing on the wall, like she's been teasing Nell the whole movie. So she's like, Nell's like, are you the one who wrote it? Like, I would be scared. And she just was again a douchebag to the poor broken Nell. Like, I just don't like her. If you're so strong and powerful and your personality is so strong, you should just know when to use that strength. And sometimes you should know when to dial it right back. With Nell, she had to. I just, I hated her. Like, I really wanted her to be, spoiler alert, the one who died. <laughs> I did. I did. So, oh. 
All right, but all right, okay, okay. Difference of it, we'll agree to disagree. Thank you. Yeah, I have to co-sign with it. We got do we have to agree to disagree because yeah, I love Theodora too. Oh my god! I know you're alone on this one. I think. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hate her, but I didn't like her. Oh, Legionnaire's in the middle now. I did not like her. Yeah, I, I'm with Cynthia. I think had since she was so strong in 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 her in her own center, she should have been she should have been more sympathetic towards towards Nell and less predatory. All right, oh, well, maybe, maybe as a person she wasn't that great, but as an antagonist for this story, she was great. She was awesome. She was the perfect counterbalance for Nell's crazy ass. Because at some points, yes. Nell was just so crazy, and you just kept wanting <laughs> to say, "Why are you like that?" And then here comes Theo. She like, had rocks thrown at her house for three years. Right? Right. They talked about why she was like that. It was clear why she was like that. And her mother was a bitch. Theo has her baggage, too. (laughs) Yeah, she probably does, but she said that she she carries that baggage like a Prada purse. She said that, like, you know, I'm going to sit here and just, like, you know, I'm not going to let this bag me down. I will toss it over here, toss it over there. But you, honey, you. Right. You. mm, That's all I'm saying. (laughs) He was doing, like, mm, mm. <laughs> okay, so before we talk about Dr. Markway, I guess we have to talk about the Dudleys. Let's talk about Mr. and Mrs. Dudley. Did we see? Oh, that was Mr. Dudley at the fence? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, they were married. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't have much to say about Mr. Dudley. Do you Dudley. think those characters, inf- do you think they influenced um Harry Potter? You know, you mean... The- I thought the Dudleys. I thought the Dudleys was the um the gatekeeper and the um yeah yeah oh just the names like just because both characters are very horrible in the book and the movie they're awful characters. (laughs) I don't know, but there were awful characters in this movie too. (laughs) Ms. Dudley was a bitch. And Mr. Dudley was a dickhead. I knew some of you guys would think Mrs. Dudley was a bitch or she was crazy or whatever, but I honestly think she was trying to warn them. Like she was trying to warn them, but she she did it in a very bitchy way. But not in a good way. Right. She can't just come out and say this place is haunted. Run. She was like, "Look, it's look at when sun when sun goes down, I'm going back to town." (laughs) Nobody no one, from town no one can hear you scream. Just FYI. No one's <laughs> going to hear you. No one's coming for you. All right, do with that information what you will. If it was me, I would have packed my stuff and took my ass right back on outside. Like, all right, exactly. thank you. I will say I yeah, died I laughing. I she was on vacation, so. I will say I, I know Nell thought she was on vacation. <laughs> we never talked about that. She's finally happening to me. What you say, Jeff? Nell did think she was on vacation. We didn't really discuss that, but that was yeah. I, I died every yeah, time she said it. that. She was crazy. That irked me. I'm like, girl, you're not going on vacation. I, I honestly, God thought that she was really going on vacation too, and I thought that she was going she was going to get picked while she was on vacation to come to the house. But she was like, no, I got this letter to come to this big scary house in the middle of nowhere, and I'm going on vacation. I'm thinking like, ooh, girl, what are you yeah. doing? I did die well, laughing, if, though, when Miss Dudley... What her home life is if she thought of that as a vacation? 
<laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. I, I did die laughing though when Ms. Dudley she basically repeated her same shtick to yes. Theodora, yeah. but Theodora <laughs> wasn't paying no mind. Yes, and, and you and how Thea was sitting there being like. Oh this bitch still talking. <laughs> yeah, no, that was funny. And she kept on getting louder and louder. We will not come back. But I have to give Miss Dudley props, though, because she was letting them know, I am not here for the fuckery. I, my, right. my times are, my office hours are. Right. <laughs> yeah. I will be here at this time. Like, I'm not Breakfast is 9 a.m. I said dinner on the dining room sideboard at 6. I clear up in the morning. I have breakfast for you at nine. I don't wait on people. I don't stay after I set out the dinner. Not after it begins to get dark. I leave before dark. I'm like, bitch, you lay that shit out. On that tip, I had to give Miss Dudley props because I'm like, you let them know that I am not for the bullshit. She's not the one. She's not the one. I'm not y'all's maid. I am here to do my my part, and I am out. Then pay y'all dust. Bye bye. And y'all see, I see y'all. I might see y'all tomorrow if y'all not blooded up all over the damn place. Right. <laughs> then I'm gonna have to clean. That's why she was so upset. She was like, "I'm gonna have to clean up these bodies when y'all." Yeah. What y'all could have done was stay y'all ass at home. Right. This extra work gonna be my damn husband. I ain't got time. We got time for this. We got stuff doing then time. This, then this one crazy hoe coming in here like she at Disneyland. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what, Donovan? You're right. She she acted like she was Belle at the Beast Castle. She was on vacation. Mm, true. Okay, let's talk about the good doctor, Doctor John oh. Markway, played by <sighs> Richard Johnson. Doesn't wear his wedding ring, by the way. No, he does not. I didn't pay any attention to that. Good, good I did. I did too because they mentioned early they, in his first right, they, scene that he was married. Yeah. Right. And they were drinking tea or something like that. Yeah. Well, his ring? Because the owner right. of the house didn't want, I guess, him to have orgies with the ladies. Because <laughs> she was very suspicious. She was like, you're going to be with women and you're married? Right. She's right. like, is your wife coming? He's like, no. Yeah. She doesn't like this oh. thing. That eye roll she gave him it was right. severe. Really? It was severe. I'm, I'm be honest. My mouth is not really like that, but a part of me felt like he should be like, where's your husband? You know, something like that. Cause I don't know if that man standing beside her was her husband or a lawyer or Oh well, yeah. So, I was like, you asking all my damn information, where's your husband? Is he okay with this? And I'm like, well, oh. it is her house. Like, you're going to be staying in my house using it for some experiment. I want to know your business, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but how much of my business do you need to know, though? Like, I want to know who's coming in and out of this house and what's going to be going yeah, on. Yeah, well, you don't... I can agree with that. I agree with Donovan. I agree with Donovan, although... Her tone completely changed, like, once she found out that he was a doctor from, like, the university. She's like, oh, okay, well, then you can stay at my house. Right. And they're the biggest freaks, too. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. They can, they can get freakish. Hell, her damn, her damn um, was it her nephew, grandson? Hell, he, like, he was just like, yo, he he told him, I'm going to have a big, a lot of people, this big, a bunch of females in this house, we're going to do all types of things. But Dr. John... He really believed in the paranormal, and he was like, yo, something got to pop off because I'm getting laughed at yeah. by my colleagues, and I need something mm. real to pop off. And I, I I sympathize with him, though, because that's one thing. You try to all your life try to, like, 
no, prove something. He kind of reminds me of um, Victor Frankenstein a little bit, but in a better light because he mm-hmm. actually cared about the people who he brought into the house. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't just there to sit there and watch stuff pop off and then put people in danger. He would just try to see something go down and mm-hmm. fight his force and be out. You know what I'm saying? Because he knew and respected the paranormal to the point where it's like, you know, you can't play with this stuff like like a field researcher you know what i'm saying like in the jungle like in the jungles of Af- uh, jungles of different countries in africa and stuff like that where they go to game hunt he just sit back and observe like the tiger and the lion or whatever they're doing like they chase their prey and everything like that but he intervenes because he deals with human lives right here he dealing with actual people and you know so that's mm. why you know you know i actually didn't have much of a thought about him at all. I didn't feel like he was super well-rounded, not in the way that Theodora was, not in the way that Dale was. Um, oh, no. I, I feel like he existed as a catalyst to get the story going, to get everybody to the house. And mm. after he was there, I felt like he was an object of affection for Nell and to sort of keep this story moving. But I didn't really feel very much pulled to him as a character. He was just... He was the child. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was, mm. I'm sorry. I was just going to say he was the child to the Scooby gang, because that's pretty much what they were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so we've discussed all of... Well, we didn't discuss Luke, but do we really have to? No. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I will say, because I did give the actor's name, so let me give a uh, Valentine Dial is Mr. Dudley, and Rosalie Crutchley was Mrs. Dudley. So, shout-outs to both of you. So, okay, let's get into the actual story. Well, I guess, well, actually, before we get into the story, we should actually talk about the house. What did we think of Hill House as uh, a set uh, the inside of the house, the outside of the house, uh, Hill House in general. The doctor's wife had a um, uh, line when she came into the house the first time. She was like, oh, now I know who the real monster is, the interior designer. Bruh! She laid that out. I was like, ooh, that's an old, old school ring. <laughs> <laughs> I was there like, yes, bitch. <laughs> she snatched that house bald. Um, she did. Oh, my God. Like, yo. <laughs> I feel like this is part of where the age of the film sort of loses part of, like, how scary this movie could be. Because everything was in black and white. You couldn't really see the textures and all the different sorts of, like, you know, you lost some of that. Um, but I mean, it was definitely big and old and it looked haunted. So yeah, I guess it was pretty scary, but it, um, I just feel like it, I wasn't as enveloped in it as I could have been. I think, um, what they lost in the texture and the color, they gained back in text. Like if you were looking at what was written around the house, like in the nursery where it says, suffer little children and it's a bible verse right it says suffer little children to come to me but he like skipped the whole to come to me part and you kind of 
changes the meaning. So it's very interesting the way they use text to convey how twisted the interior designer is. Oh, look at you, uh, Cynthia. Props on that. Thank you. What's the interior design of the crane? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He built the house for his wife, but um, she died before she could enter it. And then his second wife, that death drop she did. <laughs> I mean, she was just walking up the stairs and just went douche. Like, what pushed her, what scared her. She just did like a Matrix backbend and fell down the stairs. I'm like, damn, all right. Um, but for me, the house was pretty much... It was plausible. It was believable. I loved it because the remake, their house was just too big. It was marble. And I'm like, nobody, nobody built this house and stayed in it. No, that, no, no. Hey, you know what? All the gamers out there, the house reminded me of the Resident Evil Mansion a little bit from the foyer all the way up until the upstairs and stuff like that and the different halls we can get lost in and everything. It reminded me of that. Um, mm. But yeah, it was a it was a pretty nice gothic setting, and it was more closed. Like it was big, but it was still small. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I was, was going to say, yeah. if, as big as that house was, it still somehow managed to seem very claustrophobic. Yeah, that was because of the way they built it, like the the weird angles of everything, and I don't know why would you do that. Like you have to be really rich. To like design a house, well, that too. Like to design a house with like okay, you know, weird angles and you know the the doorways are weird and I don't know. That's just that's too much for my life. Then we also like get a glimpse of what kind of sickle Mr. Crane was with that book. After reading the book, I'm just like, makes sense that he will build a haunted house. Pretty much. Like, who writes a book like that to his child? It's yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. It was creepy. It was a creepy house. Uh, I thought it was. It looked really good, though. I thought it was a, a pretty neat-looking house. It would make for a great haunted maze, like, during Halloween. Mm-hmm. If you can survive it at night. <laughs> yeah. So, the point of uh, the movie is the fact that Dr. Markway has invited a handful of people to spend the night at Hill House to basically prove that the supernatural exists. Because this is allegedly a haunted house. All these mysterious deaths had happened. As I mentioned, the um, the owner's wife died on her way to the house. His second wife died by falling down the stairs. Then his daughter basically lived as a recluse in her nursery until she was old and then all of a sudden she died then her caretaker ended up um owning the house and she ended up hanging herself so death um basically lives in the walls of this house and so once everyone arrives those that that arrive are nell theo and Luke Sanderson, the um, nephew of the current owner of the house, they're the only people there besides uh, Dr. Markaway because everyone else 
decided not to attend because they had researched the house and they got freaked out. Later on, Dr. Markway's wife, Grace, does arrive, but pretty much those are the only characters in the house. And there are numerous hauntings in the house. We have... uh, at one night, there's like these bangings on the walls, and uh, the door has the, um, the the door handle, you know, moving as if someone's trying to enter it. There's uh, the sound of demonic children laughing. <laughs> Eleanor gets a message written on uh, the wall uh, saying help Eleanor come home there are cold spots throughout the house there's definitely some sort of supernatural phenomenon that's happening in the house Uh, what did you all think of um, like how they um, filmed like whenever the supernatural paranormal stuff was happening in the house, like the close-ups and um, the camera movement and that kind of thing. Because if we're going to be honest, we really didn't see much. Like, you know, the handle was shaking. And I know at one point when uh, they were zooming in on the door, it did look like the door was like, um, I don't even know what you would call that. Like as if it was breathing or bulging. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, when they were showing the door, like the banging, it just looked like the door. But the mm-hmm. like the sound effects and I don't know, it somehow made it seem like it was real, at least for me. Like, what did you all think of uh, the effects that were used to make the hauntings happen? Well, I mean, um, sort of back up just a second about the deaths that have occurred in the house before all of this starts. Um, So you have the two wives who die in very mysterious ways. One right before she gets to the house, the other one who did the backflips down the stairs. Oh my gosh. But then when the daughter (laughs) dies, she grows to a very old age and then she dies in a very sort of unsuspicious way, like just, you know, banging her cane against the wall for her caretaker <laughs> who was, like, getting it in with the guard. She was um, getting it in. <laughs> and then her caretaker kills herself. They sort of skipped over, like, what she was going through to get to that point, but... She I was no longer like getting it in. <laughs> he was like, you know what, I gotta go. And then she killed herself. Um, but, yeah, I just felt like that the death of the daughter felt kind of odd because... Even in narration, they said, well, this is when, you know, things really took a turn. But I'm like, didn't these other two people die of very uh, mysterious circumstances? And then this old lady just dies. Well, I think... Mysterious circumstances start again. I think her death, even though we really don't see any of it, and they don't really explain any of it, I think we're supposed to take it as something supernatural was happening to her Mm -hmm. at the time and that's why she was in so much distress that she was banging the wall with the cane to like get her attention at least that's how i took it i don't know if anybody Mm -hmm. else sort of like took it that way yeah it just felt like there was there was clearly something i mean i focused on the fact that there was something happening to her and she is just like you know 
all all into whoever she was fooling around with at the time. But I was wondering, okay, what's what is happening to her? Is there something that's finally catching up to her in the house? Stuff that she's lived there for so long and to me it just so, felt yeah. like one of those life alert commercials like <laughs> she's falling <laughs> and she can't oh, get yeah, up. Yeah. Wow. For her. I was like, oh, but her caretaker's like bent over the rail or something. So I don't know. I mean I just felt that that particular death Maybe there was something mystical happening that I didn't pick up on, but it just seemed kind of ho hum compared to what came before it, and then definitely oh, yeah. after it. Yeah, I mean compared to the, to what happened to all the other folks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, cause she could have like ninety something, right? Yeah, I was gonna say it could have easily looked like she was just old and had a heart attack. <laughs> right. So maybe the house um, liked her. Maybe the house liked her. L part one. Um, <laughs> or Nell, excuse me. But as far as the practical effects, part go, one. <laughs> part one. Uh, as far as the um, practical effects go, yeah, the thing with the door, I felt was probably the most effective because it was like, like Cynthia said, it was like bulging out and it felt almost like it would. And they did something very similar in the remake in 1999. Um, they did a sort of a, a similar effect where uh, it was either the, the door or the ceiling, but it was some sort of wood and it was like bent outward. Um, and it looked almost, it looked like it was getting ready to like explode or do something, but they like pulled it back just in time. Um, so that was very effective. I thought like even watching it now, you know, even though it was made in 63, I thought that was a really cool effect. There wasn't much else in it other than crazy ass what's her face's inner monologue. No. And yeah. And then the banging. And yeah. that was pretty much it. So, I mean, I, I wish there had been more happening to sort of show that something. I mean, Nell was hearing voices, okay. But Nell. Uh, she feels like she always hears voices to me. So, I mean, it was that, Aww. and then it was, like, cold sometimes. Like, okay. Well, also, something crushed her hand. Yeah. She's yeah. crazy. Yeah. She's crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she was on the bed, but then she woke up on the couch. I thought she, she could have been sleepwalking. Huh? I thought, I thought she could have been sleepwalking. Oh, yeah, she did and, wake yeah. up on yeah. yeah. Uh, well, she's crazy. See, I just boil all of that down to Nell is crazy. Like it could have just been her experiencing these things, not everybody else. You know. But what? she did experience thinking... that with Theodora, though. Yeah. That's the only yeah. thing, because oh, if they would not, Theodora experienced. Everybody heard the banging, but in that particular scene, Theodora, w- Theodora was woken up by Nell screaming. No, yes, That's correct. But if they had not included that scene in which both Theo and Nell were experiencing the banging and stuff, this could have easily have been a movie about Nell, like, her descent into madness, yeah. basically. Yeah. Because nobody else would have experienced it. Because even with when the guys came back in, because they stated the night of the banging that they heard... Um, something like, uh, or I should say he, um, Markway, heard something 
like run by his room so he thought it was a dog or something so he woke up luke and they both chased what it what they thought was a um like a feral dog or something outside of the house and then when they returned is when they heard the women screaming but when they were outside they didn't hear any of the banging mm-hmm. well that robert that was well, Nell. They chased Nell outside the house. <laughs> they chased Nell outside. <laughs> well, the director, Robert, and the screenwriter, who I can't recall her name right now, said they tried to shoot and write the movie in a way where you would question whether or not this was really, whether or not Hill House was actually haunted and whether or not it was um, all in Nell's mind because the screenwriter, after he wrote, read the book, he got the impression that the book was all about the descent of a young um, mentally fractured woman and um, the mental descent rather. Um, and they had to go visit Shirley Jackson and she had to tell them, like, um, that's a cute idea, but this is a full supernatural novel. Yeah. And so they kind of merged both of them together. I think Jeff just said, you know, nail and the, Eleanor being in the bed and they loud banging. Now both of them heard that, even though, Theo um, has this has ESP. I don't think, and I could be wrong, and anybody can like say and correct me anything. But I don't think ESP means you can actually, you can just, you can project stuff, but you can't feel it. You know, so you can't feel somebody else's um like mental state or something like that. If I'm not mistaken, but um, I think it stands for extrasensory perception or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't feel like, it. You can't feel it. I thought that was because she could just... Well, she could. I forgot Yeah, she could. But I'm thinking, like, I don't know. Let me stop. I don't know. I just know that <laughs> it was supernatural. They, heard, they both heard banging. So I'm on the supernatural mm-hmm. side because I want to yeah. sit there. I wanted John to get his um, proof that something crazy was going on inside the house. So, I believe right. it. I think it was both. For me, I felt like Nell being so sensitive and broken... Being so broken made her more sensitive to everything going on around. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was just emotionally raw, and she's experienced the same guilt that the caregiver has experienced or experienced before mm-hmm. she killed herself. So she's just emotionally open for all the badness and the juju to get into her. Oh, that's, that's fascinating. Cool. I never recognized that parallel between the uh, yep. caretaker. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the, the caretaker died, you know, not the caretaker, but the, um, Abigail died of the caretaker's watch. You know, Nell yeah. always said how she was the one who looked at her mother and she kind of feel guilty mm-hmm. about and her mother there, dying. There was that night yeah. her mother was calling for her. Nell yeah, exactly. That she was tired. She was over it. She stayed in bed and then her mother died. That yeah. Night. Mm-hmm. And did anybody else get when that note says, um, help me, Eleanor, it felt like, because I think the remake did that um, in some capacity. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the remake, called. it said, welcome home. Because yeah, the remake well, was yeah. different because uh, Lily Taylor, who played the Nell character, she ended up actually being related exactly. to, mm-hmm. yeah. And I thought that was going to end up being the case with, um, Eleanor, because they all, she kept saying, I belong here. You know, she kept yeah, saying, that was, she yeah, that was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she was familiar with the place, you know, mm-hmm. and it just seemed kind of off to me. I didn't get, um, but I was going to mention back up a little bit about those special effects. For me, 
I thought that me personally, they still still takes time because they pull some stuff that you can see in certain movies nowadays. It was just effective because it wasn't just like a lot of, you know, musical cues and all this stuff. It was just very muted. You just you were just there to witness the mm-hmm. horror happen. And to me, that is, sometimes music is it helps. Like we said, you know, last time with Psycho, it helps set the mood. But sometimes music can also kill a mood. And I think that the director did a good job by like keeping the music cues very mm-hmm. low key because just seeing that hearing that banging was enough mm-hmm. seeing that door come in like it was breathing was enough seeing that stairwell get ready to teeter over that was enough to send like to like shred your um your um damn nerves nerves thank you thank you thank you <laughs> so, yeah i like it all fantastic points let's talk about grace because uh, Dr. Markway's wife ends up showing up, and she doesn't care where she sleeps. Like, I don't care if it's haunted. I'll sleep in the nursery. Why not? And so yeah, she that, does. That, that was, she came in shady as hell, but she came in, cause like Donovan said, cause that was my line after the whole entire movie. When she sat there and just came for the house. And because, you know, the house was just sitting there like, you know, you know, like, playing with them, you know, like, uh-huh. Grace stepped into the house, and that house got pissed. Like, look. You come for the house, the house comes for you. <laughs> yeah, like, look, you came for me, and I don't know you like that, okay? I don't know you like that. You just showed up on my doorstep, you come to my house, and then disrespect my house like that, bitch. I feel like, that's why he attacked, that's why they attacked the nursery. They were like, look. Yeah. And then they yanked their ass out the goddamn nursery. And then, right. you know, so. Yeah, but like before, we already knew the nursery was supposed to be the heart of this haunted house li- living being thing. And then she's just like, yeah, that's where I want to stay. And they're like, no, this is not where you want to stay. And she's like, no, I'm staying here and I'm staying here alone. Like, boo, it's not even your house. Yeah, the way Eleanor suggested she stay in a nursery because she's crazy. Well, she was like, "No, I changed my mind. Don't stay." Oh my but gosh! Even still, though, here's I'm a, I'm a, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this on Nail. I'm a, I'm gonna give Nail mm. Nail's being a bitch because she you know she like okay you're getting close to my right bed. on. She was mad because she's like, oh, uh, okay, I guess. I oh, you really do have a wife. Piece. Yeah, oh, oh, you right. do have a wife. Okay, well I'm gonna fix this up because she kind of got connected <laughs> to the house then. <laughs> but I blame Grace. Now you just sat there yes. and told your husband, "Well, the news people are looking for you. I just came here to warn you, and I'm not leaving until, and I'm not leaving you staying here." So I'm. So my thought was, you came to be with your man. You want to be in the same room with your man. Why are you coming to the house being like this grand dame? It's kind of like what Deb says: learn your place, earn your spot. She came in being trying to be fab. You know what I'm saying? She came in trying to be too fab. But, you know, she, the house like, no, you can't do that. No. She was too no. fab for the house. She was too fab for the house. Too much. She was too much. What happened to Grace? <laughs> Who knows? That was so poorly executed, in my opinion. That was probably the weirdest plot point for me. No, because she did explain yeah. it. But that explanation made no sense. She was like, I got scared, so I ran. She and she couldn't figure attic. out. 
she scared the bejesus out of nails. Yes. And Twice. she asked for help or anything. Like, you see people there. Your husband is right there next to her. You could have been like, oh, my God, help me. She just slammed the door shut. Then next thing you know, she's running in the woods without shoes yes. on. Like, what the hell? Like, and she that- never explained it. She explained it at the end, and she made it sound so rational. Like, I just got scared. I just started running. What that was talking about? The yeah, but then at the out. end, she's like, oh, I don't know how I got outside. And but if you remember when, Nels. yeah, but when Nell's driving and she's like, okay, she's like, stop it. Like, she's being under control. Mm-hmm. She's being controlled. So but I don't know. she remembered know. everything before that, though. I know. There was a, <laughs> the house played them thoughts in her head. <laughs> because what happened to Grace was the house literally drug her throughout the entire estate. Yeah. Oh my field. gosh. It drug her from the field throughout the entire estate. And then it sat there and said, now get your ass up and learn from this. And here's a little thought to sit there and tell your husband what happened and everything like that. But you just know, don't come to Hill House with that bullshit ever. <laughs> you know what? And I will actually believe you and I will buy that response because they did plant the seeds throughout the entire movie that that like the house is alive because they talked about you know oh it feels like you know i'm being watched they also talked about uh, i think nell specifically said you know it feels like the house is alive Mm -hmm. and then theo was like oh does it feel like someone's watching you yeah i think that's the only sensible thing she said the whole movie I feel like there are things that this film got right that the remake did not and things that the remake got right that this movie did not. And I think with the remake, the plot just made so much more sense. It just, they strung it. it. I mean, whether or not it was scary or whether or not the acting was good and all this other stuff is a different story, but the plot was easy to follow. Um, mm-hmm. Here, it's like, all right, Nell's going crazy. Outside of that, so much happens, and you're not sure, like, what's happening, what's going on, like, why, like, the wife and the whole thing. It's like, yeah, and then the Dudleys just disappear. Like, it, it, it just didn't, you know, it, it, there was a string, there was, like, no connective tissue between all these different things happening. And also, people were acting very irrationally in a lot of different ways. Like, they got to a point where they were like, Nell, you need to go, because you're being very extra and very this, that, or the other. But why wasn't anybody else getting ready to leave? Like, they were just going to pack her up and send her off. Well, because she was the only one getting the supernatural stuff. So for them, they were on vacation. Right. I mean, in the whole Grace thing, it's like, so your wife is missing... You don't call the cops looking for her. Or the Dudleys. Nell in the car, go home, and then find your wife and didn't do... Like, it just did... It, none of it made... It wasn't logical. Mm-hmm. Wait, can we talk about... We didn't discuss this, but you mentioned Nell in the car. When Nell went to go and pick up the car... The the very start of the movie <laughs> at the garage and the drunk garage attendant <laughs> and then yes I love that right. she's like it well, is, ivory card it is half my card 
and I got my <laughs> license. I got my library card. I got my um. I screamed at library card. I was like, baby, they would not take I got my. I got my voter registration card. Like, I got my birth really? certificate. <laughs> they would not take any ID on your card. That was just a nice scribbled on a piece of paper. You should have kept it. That man right. was drunk. He didn't really give a shit. He was like, take this car and get out of my face, please. Oh, that was hilarious. Okay, so Nell has experienced the most out of everyone in the house. And at one point, she was going to topple down the staircase, that wobbly <laughs> one. And she was doing a lot. And uh, they tell her to leave. Did y'all she think. She was begging to stay. I oh. know. Because so, it was her home, and she didn't want to, like, it was vacation time. It was vacation time for her. It was. So let's mm. talk about the climax of the movie. Was it unexpected, expected? What did you all think of the climax of the film? With Nell uh, crashing into the same tree as uh, the wife of uh, the original owner of the house. Somebody had to die. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't especially surprised. It, it was just. I knew so... she was going to die, but I thought it'd be like a more romantic death. Oh, like, cause she kept you mean her and at Theo the kissing, window, right? And I was like, she's just going to climb up there and fall, and that would be like very romantic. Ending. And it would be of her own cho- choice. I'm... Well. I mean, he damn near killed her himself by climbing mm-hmm. onto that staircase, too. Which he, was another... Yes! I was like, mm-hmm. why are you up there? You see the whole thing is about to fall. Why was anybody up to the there? Top, and you're going to get your big ass on here, too? <laughs> I don't like that, Dr. Man. And then the wife popping through the peephole, like... <laughs> like, boo! And then, like, disappeared again. Like, I thought it'd be, like, a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. He did well, brush her face while they were he, up there. Right? Mm. He lied to her. He let her on. That's, That's why. Oh pop- my god. Exactly. That's why the white popped in like, boo, bitch. So stupid. Alright, can I just say, I literally started laughing after she died. Not because she died. Oh my god. But they were so matter-of-fact about it. Like, they went to the car, the doctor checked her pulse, and then they all stood around like, oh, well, you know, I guess she got what she wanted. Yeah, blah, that's blah, what blah. she and wanted. I was like, yeah. the house with all the cops. What's wrong with you? <laughs> they, were, uh, they, were, they were like real casual. About the body wasn't even cold. I'm like... <laughs> Well, if that she would have put you through what they experienced, like, you know. What? There was a little bit of side-eye coming from both Luke and Theo when Grace popped up, like, oh, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like where are your that, shoes? <laughs> yeah, like, where are your shoes? Like, why, what are you doing out here? Oh, she <laughs> must have seen you when your ass came out and she, she, she topped over here. And then John was like, well, she did die at the same spot where Crane's wife died. And But Theo Luke like, yeah, but your wife just so happened to come out the woods at this point in time when she's almost at the gate. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't give her the side eye. 
But see, this whole scene, them just going through this scenario, like, why are y'all sitting here talking like this? The woman is bleeding out. Go in there, call the ambulance. She's dead already, What's though. Like, what can we do at this point? That's so weird. Like, I'm sorry. So, after you I die, love how Donovan is now defending Nell's honor. I'm not defending her honor. I'm saying, what is wrong with these crazy people? Because it's like... <laughs> After you die, your brain is still functioning, I think, for a couple of minutes until it finally, like, clicks off. Like, that's like a science thing or whatever. So, I'm thinking Nell probably is still conscious, even though her body is shutting down. If that was me laying in that car, bleeding to death, and I hear these fools talking about, oh, well, you know, she lived the way she died or whatever, and she's finally with the house. I'd be like, motherfucker, you get your ass in that house and call somebody, drag me out the car, mm-hmm. take me somewhere. What are you doing? Like, it just felt so weird. They probably felt that, well, she, her sister, her folks did not give two shits about her, so it's not a real rush <laughs> to <laughs> get her to save her. Well, technically, she stole the car, but... um. Right. But now the sister car. might be more pissed off about the fact that her car is <laughs> her <current>. car is <laughs> total. <laughs> she's such she's a like, fucking oh, yeah, bitch. Like, what happened to my car? <laughs> exactly, that bitch took my car. It's a what? <laughs> you know what? When that taxi pulled up, that's who I thought was getting out the car. But her sister's like, "Bitch, where's my damn car? <laughs> <laughs> bitch, where's my car? <laughs> where's my damn car? She's been asking around for that car. Oh, uh, she's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It just felt too neat. You know, there should have been a little bit more chaos surrounding the uh, car crash from the bystanders. And also when Nell was in the car and the ghost, I guess the ghost took the wheel. Instead of Jesus. At first she was like, oh, great. No, the house really doesn't want me to leave. And then it swerved in. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, you dumbass. I mean, come on. It just felt <laughs> Yeah, but everyone always has second thoughts, I think. Or, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to die now. And then you're like, wait, do I really want to die? Okay, maybe I do. Like, I feel like that's something. <laughs> okay, maybe I do. <laughs> like, you would have to weigh all your options. Oh, my gosh. Okay, any final thoughts? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds appropriate. <laughs> All right, let's check in to see if this film has ever been nominated for or won any awards. And, um, yes, it has. In ni- <laughs> Donovan said, what? In 1964, the Golden Globe, it was nominated for Best Director. Nice. Oh, wow. In more recent times, it was also nominated for a Saturn Award for Best DVD Blu-ray Special Edition release in uh, 2014. Mm. But the only awards that count are the ones that we give here in the ballroom. So we will do that in just a moment. But uh, let's check in first on the Rotten Tomatoes Fresh Meter and uh, The Haunting, 19. 63's The Haunting is 86% certified fresh. Okay, not bad. I expected better, but okay. I didn't. Oh, well. (laughs) I hate her. Let's hand out some awards. And uh, yes, I'm going to start with The Scream Queen. Definitely my girl, Nell. Yeah, I give it to Nell. 
Thea. I'm giving it to Thea. Uh, what? I don't think she screamed once this whole damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was shook at moments, but she, she was shook it. Yo. Um, Grace, yeah. Grace, Grace. Well, yeah, you know I'm gonna give it to Grace too. I'm gonna take that back. Even though Theo was, she was the queen diva, but then Grace came in and was like, "Yo, bitch, I'm running this shit. Right. <laughs> your house is trash. This moppet over here who's sitting there, dude, ass over your ass is trash." <laughs> yeah. So she came in and was like, "I'm gonna sleep with this. This whole haunted thing is trash. Fuck uh. your, fuck your couch. Fuck your nursery. I'm gonna hit here. Mm. Let's see what you do." And then she said they gotta ask drugs, so that's what Divas do. So yeah, the ingenue. This is interesting because I feel like Nell was a little older. She she looked a little older, yeah. Mm. Yeah, true. So I'm not really sure who ingenue would. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Theo. Theo Me too. Yeah. Me too. Wow, guys, just giving everything. <laughs> Nell, I'll give it to Nell. She deserves the win. The biggest douche. I vote for Mr. Dudley. Really? I give it to Crane. Because that motherfucker was crazy. Oh, yes, Crane. <laughs> but then I give no, it to yeah. um Dr. Markway. Really? He led, poor, he led poor Nelly on. Like, she didn't deserve that. He did not leave her on. She <laughs> made that up. Yes, like, what's with the face stroking? We know what that means in that time. That face stroke was basically out. like, will you marry me? And the wow. He was like, you poor crazy person. <laughs> you know what sucks? We haven't even mentioned Luke at all. I know, <laughs> but that's what he gets. Can we have an alcoholic of the moment? <laughs> he might, we My might dude. give him an award. Stay tuned. Uh, the See You Next Tuesday Cunt Award. <laughs> Mrs. Dudley. Uh, Mrs. Dudley. Yeah, that's a tie between Mrs. Dudley. Dudley and Nail at some point in time. Oh, wow. See, all right, so here's the thing. I'm going to call it like I see it. I don't think Mrs. Dudley was as bad as y'all think. She was just about her business and she was trying to warn them. <laughs> she was about that coin. I love Theo, but she was definitely the see you next Tuesday of the movie. And that's part of why I liked her. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. What about? The... I'm, a, see, I'm not hating on Mrs. Dudley. I'm not hating on her at all. <laughs> Nothing to hate on. What about the Lesbianist Lady Pond Award? <laughs> oh come! <on. laughs> <laughs> already know that that that's a clean sweep for Theo. That's a right? clean sweep for I Theo. I have no like objections. The Queen of Shade, Grace. Oh. I mean, you can give it to Theo, too, but Grace Theo came too. in and was yeah. just, I mean, that, that one line just, I'm sorry, that one line. Yeah. Wait, don't say it, right. because right now, the read of the night. I would give the read of the night to Grace, and I would give the What's the line? Theo. <laughs> what? What is the line you're giving to the read of the night? To Grace uh, coming in and saying the real monster is the interior designer. Mm. Yeah. That was yeah. it. That was yeah. That was it. I'm going to write that down in my um, burn book. <laughs> <laughs> what was the creepiest moment? Ooh. When they, was in that, um, when they were in the parlor and the monster or the ghost crying them kept bending, beating and coming into the door. That's, that's what creeped me out because yeah. I was like, how they achieved it back in 1963? Uh, I agree. 
Yes, so I do I. Look at us all agreeing to the same thing. I know. <laughs> pieces coming uh, coming into the the ballroom. I like it. The that's so retro moment. The beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say for like the first half of the movie, everyone was smoking all the time. And that's just something mm. you don't see in movies mm. anymore. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is one of those where like everyone has a cigarette. Like that one scene where they're sitting down having tea, literally everyone was smoking. Mm. <laughs> but Nell does not drink. Yeah, that is. Doesn't drink until the end. Well, yes. No, but remember, she was like, let's all give a toast. But she's like, I don't drink. Yeah. So now it's time to rank the film with our special categories. We've got five categories to choose from. You may select one or you can mix and match. We've got the screamer for a film that is filled with scares. We've got the gut buster for a film that is grotesque. We've got the eye popper for a film that is visually impressive. We've got the grave digger for films that lack scares and we've got the mind blower for overall best in show let's start off with mark um i would give it a screamer and an eye popper screamer because when grace popped in when she popped in after on the stairwell i kind of jumped a little bit because i wasn't expecting it and um uh i popper because of the set and the special effects that was used that carried over to like the late 80s early 90s you know so for something to be done back in 1963 like that was awesome to me cynthia i would give it an eye popper and a mind blown I popper because um, I liked the camera angles a lot. Um, I liked the use of mirrors too. Like the mirrors were never clean and they were never like set at a straight angle. It was always skewed, so you were not sure at first if it was a mirror or not. I thought that was interesting and mind blown just because like I always find movies that deals with the topic of mental health to be very interesting and they did it in such a way that she wasn't I don't know she wasn't completely helpless throughout like the end the last scene you can see that she actually does make a personal choice to do whatever it is that she does so I found that very interesting especially for the time it was made as well Nell also was frightened of herself in the mirror yes (laughs) Donovan um, I'm going to give this movie a grave digger because I was oh not my. scared once. Um, there were moments where it was kind of eerie and tense, but I mean, I sat in my house and watched this movie with the lights off and I felt nothing the whole time as far as like, uh, um, and, but I will give it an eye popper there. I like the cinematography I thought the shots that they were getting were good. Of course, the door effect that we talked about. Even the scene where she's lying on the couch and she's like, oh, my God, somebody's about to break my hand, which she said like six times and never thought to pull away. But um, I just thought the way it was shot, that close-up on her face, surrounded by darkness. I mean, I, I liked a lot of the look of the movie. Just wasn't scared of it. Legionnaire. 
Um, I give this movie an eye popper. I, I definitely love the the looks of the movie and the technical things that they did uh, around that. Um, it didn't scare me at all, although it did give me that one jolt when um, Grace popped out of the trap door. Uh, beyond that, uh, it wasn't particularly scary, although it was very creepy on at some time. But I'm going to just uh, stick with my eye popper because I did like how it uh, how it was filmed and how it looked. I think everyone said an eye popper at least, and I'm going to echo that. I'm going to give it an eye popper just because of. Uh... As Legionnaire kind of stated so stated it so eloquently, the visual aesthetic of the film. Um, I'm going to echo what a couple of you said as far as like the camera angles and that kind of thing. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought Hill House was um, creepy looking, even though it was kind of like a hodgepodge of a little bit of everything. And um, but but I dug it, and it sort of like gave it that air of like. Uh, mystery and like creepiness and spookiness and that kind of thing so um, an eye popper from me now it's time to rate the film on a 1 to 10 hotel room key scale the point system is allowed and uh, who will go first I will pick on Cynthia of course you would I'd give it an 8 like, I love Nell and everything, but I wouldn't want to hang out with the crew again for a while anyways. So, eight. Donovan? I want to say a four. Um, oh. I didn't care for any of the characters other than Theodora, and she wasn't the main character. I didn't care for the plot or the pacing. I wasn't scared. Uh, yeah. Four for me. Legionnaire? Uh, this one for me, I will give a seven. Um, I did like how it was shot. I liked the cinematography and all that. Um, you know, but I, but I also will score it that based on, um, you know, based on my feeling sorry or having some empathy for, for Nell. Uh, otherwise, it probably would have scored a touch lower. Oh, I like it. Empathy towards Nell, which Mark will not give. Um, Mark, <laughs> how would you rate this? I'd give it a 7.5. Um, and that's kind of low for me because I love haunted house movies. But I, I like you said earlier that it seems like the end part, the, the end part, the final act of a movie kind of like went all over the place because you didn't, you know. You can follow, like, why, okay, why is all this stuff going on now? You kind of got an idea, but it was still kind of, like, left me wanting more. And not saying that, plus, I thought two people were going to die, not just one, because I got spoiled by the remake, which is not a better movie. But, yeah, so that's why I gave it a 7.5. I just thought it would be a little bit more, you no know, scares, a little bit more depth, but, nah. Well, there you go. I'm giving it a 7.5 as well. Uh, for the same reasons that Mark kind of gave, and uh, a little bit of what um, Cynthia and uh, Legionnaire said as well. Um, Donovan is the uh, outlier, so. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my girl Theo will be hanging out later. <laughs> I know, right? 
But yeah, for me it was a seven and a half just because I thought for the most part the story was okay. Like what we got. I mean, obviously I can't um, ask for more because we didn't get more. But um, from for what we got and from what I can judge, I thought it was okay. The ending kind of did just come out of nowhere and I would have liked a little bit more of like confirmation that like the supernatural was occurring or, or maybe a, a little bit more of a um, visual confirmation of what was happening besides like the door basically um, and the weird storyline with Grace kind of threw me as well. Uh, I wish that there was a little bit more of a clearer explanation because if the house was alive per se or something like that, like it would have been maybe a little bit more interesting to have like seen her fall under the house's spell or something like that. Kind of like what Nell was experiencing in a sense, I guess. I don't know. I, I wish that the story was a little bit more clear, but like for the first half of the movie, I liked where they were going, the slow sort of creeps and that kind of thing. I also enjoy a sort of like a ghost haunted house, spooky house type of thing. And so I was here for it up until things sort of started falling apart and... Um, you know, we were sort of left with a little bit more of a vague ending, which I typically don't mind. I just wish that there was a little bit more explanation so that the vagueness would have been easier to interpret versus just like, oh, okay, so that happened. So it was it nice. rushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they should have slowed down a little bit towards the end because it started off slow. Because if you think about it, it took us 20 minutes to get to Hill House. Yeah, I think also because they weren't sure if it was supernatural or like a psychological mm. thing. If they had chosen one way, maybe it would have been better. And that's more what the '99 version got right. It picked something. It picked a lane. The entire time you knew Nell wasn't crazy. This house is haunted. Maybe that took away some of the suspense or a little bit of the guessing game that this movie had going for it. But it was a more straightforward story. I can and agree I with that. Will. Yep. See, look, I'm there. Donovan, you can be agreeable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to a point. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel. Once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p-c-r horror hotel. Follow Pampichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Pampichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit pampichuloradio.com slash horror hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments? or concerns? Email us via contact at punpichuloradio.com. Help support Punpichulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash punpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Punpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at punpichuloradio.com.
Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Panpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now. <laughs> Thank you. My fellow Horror Hotel team, please wish the hotel guests and the listeners a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Your Uber driver, Eleanor, is outside. Oh, my bestie. Thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the Horror Hotel, but who says you're allowed to check out? Good night.